Welcome to the Women's Running Coaches Collective, Conversations on Coaching. If you want to learn more about us, go to www.womensrunningcoaches.org. And please join us to help change the landscape of women coaches in running and track and field. You can help make a difference. Today's conversation is with head coach Tanya Fisher of Santa Monica High School. Welcome to season two, episode three, part one. Interview is by Charlotte Lettuce Richardson. I'd like to welcome head coach Tanya Fisher. She coaches both the boys and girls cross country and track at Santa Monica High School. And she is also one of the coaches of the women's masters and elite running team, the Janes. So welcome Tanya, we're so excited to have you. Um, So my first question to you is, Mm -hmm. tell us about how you got started running. I'd love to hear about, you know, the age group running in Southern California, your experience in Germany, Um, your last two years in high school, and then running at UCLA, and finally the Santa Monica Track Club. So how did you get started? Well, thank you, Charlotte. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that got me into running was just, um, I was very hyper as a kid, you know, and I still am. And so if I don't have my run in the morning, for example, it just seems like uh, my day just unravels so it's really helped me to focus and stuff and even at a young age my mom always put me in like lots of sports gymnastics horseback riding you know whatever um, because she just knew if I didn't do something I was like a terror in the house so she (laughs) one day said just go run around the block like I was bugging her and and I literally (laughs) took her at her word and I ran around the block and I came right back and she's like what go do it again you know so anyways I just had this like affinity to running and she noticed that when I came back I was tired and it was like really good (laughs) so she found a running club locally Um, at that time there was just you know uh, what's called AAU I think it's still around but it's shifted to USATF but back then it was AAU and there were like lower level clubs and then there were also like national level clubs and the and it's kind of like the AYS soccer you know you have your AYSO and then you have these like really you know, high level club teams. And that's kind of what I compare it to. So I was in, uh, I went for the West Valley Eagles. I live in Southern California. The Valley is San Fernando Valley. And it was just a small club and it was like at the local high school and it was twice a week and, and it was fun. It was really low key. And then, um, you know, right away I established myself as like one of the faster girls, you know, and the coach actually said, you know, you should go to another meet. This is like too easy for you. There's (laughs) other meets out here that are like, you know, kind of better. And I did go to one of them and I just remember looking at all the girls and you could just tell everyone was like way better, fancier uniforms and very (laughs) important to me. And I saw one of these like, uh, one girl that I had like a yellow and a black uniform and it just looked it just stood out you know and she seemed really nice and I just walked right up to her and I'm like hey you know what team do you run for and she said Rialto Roadrunners uh-huh. and if you go back into history Rialto and I didn't even know I just liked her uniform but right 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 you know like Rialto Roadrunners back then was the team to be um, and I didn't know that at the time but the girl that I approached, her name is Vicki Cook, and she held 
you know, probably age group records from five years old all the way to 12, 13, 14 years old. And if you look, she's number one in the mile. She did race walking, you know, and it was just funny. I mean, that's the first girl I talked to and she's been my best friend ever since, you know. So you joined the Rialto Track yeah. Club and, uh, and you started to really become sort of one of the very top age group runners in your right. area, probably in the nation. So yes. From there, uh, you've, you've, become, you've become passionate about running. What happened right. after that? I know you yeah. went to Germany at one point. Correct. So, yeah, so uh, my father is German and my mom is Swiss, and I was right. brought up speaking German. Um, it was, it's my first language, so I'm bilingual. And my father, he's an engineer, and he was asked to do a joint project, America, Germany, uh, for... Uh, it's called Litton Industries. They do like aerospace and um, he worked on gyroscopes, which is just kind of like up and down. And anyway, so he, they started this joint project and he was asked to go to Germany for at least two years, maybe three years. And so as a family, we moved. We just moved right to the area. It's the southern part of Germany. It's called Freiburg. And so, you know, you don't run for your high school. I mean, that when I moved there, I was going to be in the ninth grade and I was looking forward to high school, but then like I got uprooted and I, you know, didn't know the system, didn't know anyone, didn't know like what's going on. And, you know, uh, it, luckily I had this experience kind of with the Rialto Roadrunners because we did travel and we were like nationally ranked. So it, we had status and, you know, um, so I kind of had that idea where I wanted to, you know, run at a high level. Right. And so, but in Germany, it's completely separate. So you don't right. run for your high school, you run for a club. And so now you have to shop around for a club. And so, you know, we go to, you know, we look it up and then you go to the facilities and every facility is beautiful. I mean, they have locker rooms, they have a weight room, they have volleyball court, you know, like all the equipment. So it's very like holistic approach. Right. It's not right. just like, okay, we're just going to run track. No, it's right. like, okay, you can do circuit training. Uh, you know, during the winter we did cross country skiing because wow. there was snow on the ground. It was a black forest. So yeah. areas, yeah. you know, so it's just kind of, I, I say a holistic approach because, right. you know, I wasn't, you know, I did cross country skiing. I, you know, we played basketball in the winter because you just had to, Fantastic. the idea was just to keep fitness. You didn't go run every day. You, you did a lot of uh, drills and stuff like that. So going back to the shopping of the club, there's a lot of fancy clubs where very high prices per month. So you, it's kind of like the club sports here where you have to pay you know, a, a significant amount. And at the time we were like, okay, well, this is too expensive or this is too, there were just too many rules. Um, right. You know, you have, you can only do this. You, you, have, you had to buy your uniform. You had to right. wear this. You, you couldn't, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And I kept saying like, it didn't feel right. It just didn't right. feel right to me. And so outside of the city, there are little towns and I just happened to meet a, another, it, it's just, I always meet somebody and then I feel like, oh, it, yeah, it, it is. That's just how things happened in my life. I met this young lady. She seemed like she was really running fast. And I said, hey, you know, what club do you run for? And she's like, this, it's going to sound weird, but it's Tefau 
uh, Staufen, which was the name of a town. Right. And I'm like, well, you seem nice. Like, who's your coach or how does it work? And she's like, why don't you come to a practice? And I did. Uh-huh. And immediately I, I gravitated toward the coach because he was funny. And he was a little <laughs> and you like, were a kid. odd. <laughs> and I was, I was like 13 years old, you know, and he just made me feel like I was part of the group, even though they were much older. The main... It was probably like 16, 17, 18, like, you know, they call them juniors or it's not youth, you know, juniors. And they were good, you know, it was like a very small group and they were distance runners and, you know, but I felt like comfortable. And I think the reason was that he had some international experience, like he had um, gone to Australia. So he was always trying to use his English with his German. And I don't know, I just... (laughs) Like, it just felt like, oh, this is, this is a place for me. And that connection just really, I ran two years for that club and he was great at really getting me to work hard in, but making it fun. I think that was very important. So you had said something about circuits and I, you know, I think, oh oh my gosh, this must've been the early eighties, late seventies, you know, we weren't doing kind of thing in the United States I know we were no, not at all Talk a little bit we did about a that. lot of core strength like we did a lot of sit-ups push-ups like it's so funny because like that's what's so hot right oh, now. yeah so yeah. for example like in, we would do like two or three laps easy and then we would go right into drills okay right. and then we would sit down and we would do you know almost like yoga almost I mean like it's just all core like you know we did bird dog I don't know if you know what that yeah, means but a lot of like coordination um, and, and like sit-ups and push-ups and then we would go and do jump rope and then we would go and do like like step-ups on boxes or stairs you know and, and it's kind of like a circuit training but that was like we did a warm-up for like 45 minutes before right. we even did anything you know and that was just normal you know and it was but it was fun because it was so new for me I didn't I had never done anything like that and everyone's talking and joking around and you know, and it's interesting because just like two years ago, I started doing this now with my high school. Right. It, right. it really kind of connects all the kids and especially, you know, stragglers coming right. late and, you know, they could just jump in instead of like losing, you know, whatever, like, you know, some kids are already gone. At least everyone kind of focuses. So, so when you came back to the United States mm-hmm. after being in Germany, and by the way, I know that you had great success in Germany. You were supported yeah. by the German government. You traveled. Correctly. Talk a little yeah. bit about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, like I said, the system's a lot different. But it is sponsored by the government. And, and, right. and it's kind of like the USATF, but right. I feel like USTAF is almost separate. So again, the German government liked to sponsor and kind of like foster young runners and their whole idea is like to have a national team and then the Olympic team. Right. So they, they group it into A being a group A Olympic team. Group B is, you know, sub Olympics. They're just right there. They're, you know, nationals uh, right. and they're older women. So it's usually 18 years and plus. Oh, and then they had like C and D was just what we called juniors. And that would be anywhere from 18 and below. And I was like considered a C and a, a, a D and a C, you know, because I was new, you know, some right. of these right. athletes are there for a while. And once you're in the system, because I had won a few championships, they wanted you to learn. So they were fostering, they're kind of developing. And so once a month, I would go to a seminar. I would get my train ticket. 
I, uh, you know, my, I, it's kind of like you went to a university usually, right. you would stay in the dorms with other runners, you know, other yes. top runners, and you'd spend the night, and you'd have a seminar in the morning, so you would have a coach speak to you, uh, they would talk about different technique. Uh, one time I also had, you know, a test done on my VO2 max. So, oh, wow. you know, Germans, they like facts. They want Numbers. to know everything, you know, and it's very detailed. So we'd have to run on a treadmill. And this is, I mean, I'm 14, 13 years old and I'm like wearing that thing and running on a treadmill. And I'm like, wow, this is so crazy, <laughs> you know, and, but it was fun too, because then we'd all have, you know, like eat meals and you just relax and you you learn your competitors right I mean these are the girls that were the top girls in Germany and everyone knew who we were and then we also the goal was to move on to the next level right so you know you if you reached a certain time standard then you would be let's say in the B standard and I was hitting the B standard almost and if you were there you would also be invited to uh, national competitions uh, but also against other countries so it was just this unique system you really felt like you're elite and that you were taken care of and that you were getting knowledge so at a young age um you know i was already getting this idea and i was honestly like one of the youngest people in this group just to you know which is interesting to me um i think it just helped me mature and it really made me interested in the sport so at a young age i'd already had this like curiosity i was learning i was being taught different things and also that there's so many different methods we talked about nutrition that's the other thing i wanted to bring up again you know like the holistic approach you know it's not just you know what workouts you're doing it's also the rest it's the food it's you know really like you know just in general how you approach your training and you're a part of it you're a part of this i mean in a sense you 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 are being taught so that as you move forward, you have this information about yourself. So what was it like when you came back? Oh, yeah. Started your junior year of high school? You know, it's funny, <laughs> Charlotte. That's a really good question. Because when I ran in Germany, everyone knew I wasn't German. You know, like, wait a minute. I mean, but, you know, but then when I came back, it was funny because, um, you know, I had taken classes at a German public school. So my my credits and everything was messed up and I would go to the public school and they're like, we don't even know what to do with you. So I went to a small private school that was just down the street. It's Catholic school. I was like, okay, for two years I can deal with this. And when I got there, you know, they didn't really have a program and I kind of had to start like a program and I (laughs) recruited five girls and I'm like, Hey, I want to run these races. And so I think, again, that's another piece to where I became a coach where I had to organize and figure it out because the coach was a math teacher that just came after school, didn't really know what he's doing, you know, and I was like, all right. So I had all this knowledge. I knew what I had to do and I'd be like, all right, I'm going to go do my workout. I'll, I'll check back in, you know, a couple hours or whatever. You You must have been a pretty good coach when you think about it, because at that point in time, by the time you were a senior, you had the best time in the mile in the United States, the best time in the two mile. And you were one of the most recruited high school girls uh, at that point in time. So you went to, where did you go after that? I went to UCLA. I got a full scholarship to UCLA. And again, I just think back of what I was saying 
to you before about how, you know, everyone, like I went to Stanford on my recruiting trip and it, at the time it was Brooks Johnson. Right. And you know, if you know Brooks Johnson, he's I a do. great coach, he's a great technician, but I just didn't like his manner. I mean, oh my God, the first time I heard him swear, I was like, uh, uh, I don't know what's going on here, you know? So why did you choose UCLA? Um, again, I think uh, same reasons when I was looking for a club in Germany. I just felt like if I'm going to do this, I want to have fun. And I'm, I'm not saying like fun, yay, but more just I want to feel comfortable. I want to enjoy what I'm doing. And right. I want to be treated not like an equal, but like collaborative. I just tend to work better with people that maybe are more open, uh, that, that have different ideas, that also listen. I think that's another one that I really gravitated to. And so the coach at UCLA, his name was Scott Chisholm, very high energy. Like, again, sense of humor was really important for me. And like, he just came and I just felt comfortable, right? Um, I, like I said, UCLA wasn't even on my radar because it, it was in my backyard. Right. And I wanted to go to Berkeley, I wanted to go to Stanford, maybe Wisconsin, maybe, you know, even Oregon. Right. And so, but when I went to go visit these colleges, uh, it was, it, I just could see myself like, I'd be unhappy. Like, I don't feel like part of the team or I don't feel close to the coach. Like that was really important to me. And I wanted someone, because I didn't have a coach technically in high school. Right. I wanted someone that, really connected with me and that was going to help me get to another level you know right. so scott just was like really fun he had great ideas we traveled that was appealing you know he said you know we we go all over the uh, the country you know and i was like okay i'm in yeah. <laughs> and then the other bonus and this is funny uh the the girl that i talked about when i joined the rialto road run she was running for ucla so vicky cook was Vicky. part of that. And how could I say no? I remember, <laughs> I remember her saying, Tanya, just come to the recruiting visit so we could just have fun. You know, I know you don't want to go here. And right. then I, of course, you know, I get there and it's like, what am I thinking? This is the best place for me. And uh, I never looked back. I had a great experience. Um, I did want to say my first year, uh, I ran really well. I went to NCAAs. Uh, it was exciting. There were so many great UCLA legends or, you know, track people. I mean, Susie Favor, or I'm sorry, Susie, um, oh gosh. Anyway, she was a thrower. I just blinked on her name, but, um, but also Jackie Joyner-Percy, oh, yeah. uh, you know, Legend. Michelle Bush, Linda Gowen. These were my senior and I was a freshman at the time. Oh. So here are some great role models, you know? And, and so I was really happy with the choice. Uh, and anyway, so I ran four years and-, and so you, had a good, you had a really good career at UCLA. You, uh, you ran both cross country and track. Then you mm -hmm. graduated. And I know you Correct. were going to go on to graduate school. You're yes. uh, an artist. Mm -hmm. And um, you decided to join the Santa Monica Track Club. Talk a little bit about that. Because again, we're talking about coaches. And how yes. did you- choose the Santa Monica Track Club? Um, you know, it's, first of all, I live, I was living in Santa Monica. At the time I was working at the Santa Monica High School and it just seemed like a right fit. And I, 
I realized like, you know, in 1996, I, I started teaching at Santa Monica High School in 93. Right. And I had taken some time off. I had graduated from Cal State Northridge for my master's in 90, 1990. So started working, you know, and I was running a little bit, but not competing. And then, you know, I felt like I had things going for me. You know, I had my job, I was starting to coach, you know, and I just ha wanted to get back on that like competitive side. And I said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I want to find a really good coach that's going to push me. Right. And, you know, uh, and so I, I, I made an appointment with Joe Douglas, who was, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the Santa Monica Track Club coach. And I remember going to his office and, you know, you, you go in his office and there's pictures of Carl Lewis. Oh, it's just like, holy Jesus. Like, you, you just go, wow, this is like track legend, you know? And, he, and here's this very short man, high energy. And he's just like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? Da, da, da. And he was just so like energetic. And he's like, you know, I can make you great. Let's get going, you know, but you're going to have to work hard. And I go, I, I don't mind working hard. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I do. And he's like, uh, no, you don't. <laughs> Anyways, but you know, he, his approach was just so disciplined and, uh, you know, and it was almost like, and I do have to say this, I can say this now, but like, I was a little scared because his approach is really my way of the highway in a sense. Right. And, you know, I wasn't used to that. You know, right. because like before I, like I said, I had a lot of collaboration. It was more fun. And, and, you know, Joe's all business, you know, you're not messing around here. And, you know, I, I, I needed that though. I knew right. I needed that if I wanted to make it to the trials, because that was my goal in 1996. I wanted to go to Atlanta. I wanted to be, you know, you know, see how close I can make it to the team. I'm not sure if I could, you know, but Joe had really high goals, you know, and he's like- well, and Tell us about what you ran to, to make it to the trials. You were one of 23 women in the United States who actually made the Olympic standard for 5K, yes. which was 16 Correct. minutes. Talk a little yeah, bit. So at the time, uh, you know, it was 16 minutes and then I ran 1544. And, you know, to do that, I had to get up in the morning and run, you know, four to five miles before I went to work. Then I would work a full day at the high school, coach, come home. And at five o'clock, we'd meet at Santa Monica City College and we'd do a two to three hour track workout. Wow. And then I would, you know, go to bed, eat, and then start over again. And I even remember uh, Joe, like in the middle of the season, like when I started running really well, like where it was just, you know, um, things were clicking. He's like, you know, this might be a good time for you to quit your job. Whoa. And I was just so like shocked. I was like, oh yeah, who's going to pay my bills? Are you going to pay my bills? <laughs> Great. I'll do it. And he's like, I'm just saying you might have to, you know, like, cause his idea was you need to be a hundred percent in you know, and, and that was really tough for me because I like to do many things, you know, I have uh, different interests and that's just how I operate. And I was like, I told Joe, I go, I can't do it. Uh, I would get very bored or I would get too, too much like enclosed in just my training that I wouldn't have any outlets. And I need this. I need, I need the teaching. I need the coaching because it fulfills me then I have the energy to go and do what I want to do in terms of my running. And we disagreed on that. And it was tough to have him kind of 
accept my view because I wasn't going to let go. <laughs> you know, I, I kept saying, if you want to pay me, sure. But, you know, well, and we, should, we should remind everybody that this was a period of time where, you know, women at your level were not necessarily being paid to run. Oh, not at all. No. You know, and, and I you and were just training for double workouts, working. I mean, it really is a whole different picture than it is today. I would get up, do my run, go to work, you know, <laughs> you know then hammer out on the track, come yeah. home, eat, you know, and it's like, I just remember like thinking, I actually did think this once, like, wow, it'd be so nice to have like, uh, you know, like a job or not even a job, just like, like funds where I could just focus a hundred percent on my, my, um, you know, my running. And then I really thought about it philosophically. I said, that's not for me. I mean, I would like some money, of course, but <laughs> to make it easier, but it's just, um, yeah, at the time that even at being on Santa Monica track club, I had to earn my track uniform and my shoes. Like there was this whole hierarchy. And like, if, it, if I, if I said it a certain time, then I got a free pair of shoes, you know, and this is the Santa Monica track club, you know, like it was, you know, because there were so many stars on the team, you know, obviously they had a lot of other stuff, you know, but it was just to your point, Charlotte, it, it was a tough time. It was, you know, not like it is today. That's all I want to say. Well, and to, and to move forward as we, uh, you ended up coming in seventh in the 1996 trials, which is incredible, um, you know, and you really accomplished what you had set out to do, not only <laughs> as an mm -hmm. athlete, you're working too, you know, so, so you, you did it all. And I'm sure for some people that would almost be an impossibility. I mean, I, you've yeah. got a lot of energy and a lot of interest. So, yeah. so moving on at that point, you, um, we're at Santa Monica High School. Now, did mm -hmm. starting the Janes come before becoming the head track coach and cross country? Coach? Yes, correct. So um, just a little bit about uh, Santa Monica High School. So uh, when I first was hired on, it was like, you're an art teacher and I was a drawing teacher and then I became a sculpture teacher and then I became a ceramics teacher. And your first couple of years, you're like in the trenches and you know you're just like how am i going to manage and it's just time management and just like dealing with new lessons and just working it's like any new job you know and then i was approached by pat katie who at the time was the head track coach there and i just say i've always met people that um have always mentored me or like i felt like that we were on the same level again the sense of humor the compassion and he was kind of a forward thinker at the time. I mean, this is right. 1993 is when I started. And he said, you know, I need a female on my staff. He said, you know, uh, there's just a bunch of old men. That's how he said it. And you bring a lot of energy and you would be a great role model for my young ladies. And so I first was just kind of volunteering, you know, just kind of helping out and, you know, and then I got a bigger role. He wanted me to get paid uh, like a stipend. Mm -hmm. So he said, you know what, I'm going to give you the boys head coach or sorry, the boys cross country coach title. Wow. And then I started coaching the boys and, you know, it was like, at the time I was like, well, shouldn't I be coaching the girls? Like, wait, but he was like, no, this is good. We're co-coaching. We right. can learn from each other. And again, you know, I'm very fortunate to have someone that, okay. you know, just even thought that was okay. Because at the right. time, that's kind of unusual, you know. And didn't and, have the 
ego, the ego in a sense to say, correct. I'm coaching the boys, you know, I'm yeah. willing and, to do that. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, so by 19, you know, the, by the time I was starting to train, you know, so anyways, I, I, I became the head boys coach and uh, we, we coached together for a long, long time. And he retired in, gosh, now I have to think it was 20, today's 2020. So seven years ago, that's like 2012, 2013, you know, he had some health problems. He was getting older. He was a teacher at the school, but stopped teaching, but still kept the head track coach position. Um, but his health was kind of declining. He had to get a hip surgery, then it was a knee surgery. And, you know, and, and it just, you know, I take, kept taking more and more just because, you know, I'd say, oh, I'll take the girls or, oh, let me take care of this. And so it, it was kind of this natural kind of transition, even though I never wanted to be the head coach because I just saw how much work it was. Right. And so, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, you had come into that point in your life where you were no longer really training to make the Olympic trials or correct, correct. But you were still in very involved in running. And so it was sort of organic in a way. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of when, when I'm just even telling you these stories, I, I feel like I'm very fortunate to like meet people that kind of just come into my life and that have pushed me in a, a good direction. Thank you for joining the Women's Running Coaches Collective for part one of this very special interview with coach Tanya Fisher. We love your feedback and your likes. Listen to the second part of this interview with Coach Tanya Fisher right here on the Women's Running Coaches Collective podcast. And we especially want to thank Runnerspace for supporting our Women's Running Coaches Collective mission to change the landscape of women in coaching. Go to runnerspace.com for more interviews and information about the Women's Running Coaches Collective. Original music by Hank Richardson, TV Babe.